This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Hello again, and welcome to 4Play Radio Sex Therapy. I'm your host, certified sex therapist Lori Watson, author of Wanting Sex Again, and blogger at Psychology Today and WebMD. And I have with me Dr. Adam Matthews, my co-host, who's a couples therapist, psychotherapist, and president of NCAMFT. 4Play is dedicated to helping couples keep it hot. Each episode, we cover an aspect of sex that impacts your sex life and something that you can relate to. So if you find our discussions helpful, please give us a review on iTunes or Stitcher. We would love it if you would tell a friend about us. You can find us also on the web at foreplayrst.com. And if you have a comment or a topic that you'd like us to talk about, we'd love to hear from you. Please send them to us at info at foreplayrst.com. Thanks for listening. Now on to today's topic. Today, we're going to talk about on this episode, emotional connection and how to get it. Oh, emotions. Emotions. What are those? What are they? So nebulous. Yes. Are you you wanting to make me into an emotional um, man? man? (laughs) Yes. I have to wear my emotions on my sleeve and cry. Cry. Um, Notting Hill and other romantic movies. Yes, yes. You know, I I do think that there is a bit of a bind, right? Because sometimes a woman will say to a man, I want you to be really emotional and emotionally connected with yourself. And then once he gets emotionally connected, we get beat up. Yeah, potentially it's a little scary, right? Anytime we, we ask a person, tell me what you really feel. And that includes Pandora's box, right? The mm. the feelings about. I think sometimes the question is, "Tell me what you feel about me." Yeah, you know, tell me all the good things you <laughs> like about me. Be emotional about your love for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I really want to hear. <laughs> <laughs> but emotional connection and emotional intelligence means we are aware of the many emotions that we have, right? The, yeah. Our fears, our anxieties, our insecurity, our hopes, our dreams, our hopes and our dreams. Yeah. But women say frequently, I think, that they need emotional connection before sexual connection. Yeah. And I think that, you know, men don't need it as much, but I think that it's still important to us, right? Yeah, Um, I think they want to have sex that 
is, is emotionally connecting. Yeah, and I think that's a I think that's a myth out there that that we just want sex anytime, no, any way, yeah, any possible right. way we can get it. When, I think that's a myth, especially in in committed relationships, right? And Sue Johnson says that according to her, like fifteen to twenty percent. I'm sorry, secure, healthy couples report that. 15 to 20% of their happiness is tied into sexual pleasure mm, and to mm-hmm. having a good mm-hmm. sex life. But couples that are unhappy, 50 to 70% of the time, they tie it to sexual dysfunction or sexual um, lack displeasure, of sexual lack of sexual enjoyment, yeah. right? Which says that there is an emotional component that is missing for the couples that are dissatisfied in their, in their relationship versus the couples that are satisfied and sex to them is only a small part of their happiness in their relationship. So basically, if it's working, you know, we just enjoy it. Mm. If it's not working, it's a big deal. Yeah, it's a big deal when it doesn't work. It's, it's enjoyable and it's natural when it does. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I, I think it's a little confusing because some people out there would say, wow, you know, sex is, is everything to me. But if they're getting it and it's great mm. sex, I mean, they feel confident in that. They feel secure in it. They're not necessarily worrying about it in their mind. But I think all. what I think what they're saying though too is that their security in their relationship is not based on how well their sexual life is doing. Their security is in the emotional connection, right? And that's providing a foundation for good sex to happen. Mm-hmm. That's that, and I know we talk a lot about it. One driving I'm the confused. other. I'm confused. Explain that to me. What you just said. What I just said. Yeah, explain that again to me. I think that when there is a good, emo- solid emotional connection, okay, that a good sex life springs easier out of that. Sure. Right? Sure. And so when there is not that good emotional connection, all of a sudden sex isn't just a part of that. It is everything and it is disastrous because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. it is the easy part to see, right? Our emotional mm-hmm. connection isn't that easy to see. We don't all, a lot of times, especially when it's good, we're not always super intentional about it. I mean, sex is physical. Sex is tangible. I know when I'm not having sex. Right. I can look at it. I can touch it. Yeah. But the emotional connection that can get neglected. And all of a sudden I wake up one day and it's, I'm like, there's nothing there. Mm -hmm. There's no energy there. There's no emotional connection Mm -hmm. with each other. It's a little more nebulous to, to feel, do I have good connection emotionally or not? Whereas you're saying it's reflected. It's reflected in their sexual relationship if they don't have good emotional connection. Yes. That's a better way to say it. It gets reflected there a lot. Yeah. So I think this is difficult because sometimes, particularly the partner, and it's not always the man. I I don't want to be too stereotypical. I actually am dealing with a client and it's the female who says, you know, I want physical connection. And the guy's like, I don't feel emotionally connected to you. We argue all the time. We bicker all the time. the, The fighting, the level of anger in our household, the yelling that happens makes me not feel emotionally connected to you. And he, he actually has desire. Mm. I mean, he has good desire. He has good desire for her, but he doesn't want to have sex with her because he doesn't feel safe emotionally. It's like walking toward her, you know, in any way, he, he doesn't know what to expect. So he always feels like he's walking on eggshells, mm. you know, so he doesn't feel that emotional connection. So it can go both ways. And we know yeah. sometimes... We're stereotypical. I, I think also because we're a man and a woman ourselves, yeah. you know, we're speaking from different perspectives. But yeah. but I think um, I think people would be surprised at how often, as therapists, that we hear that men say exactly what you're saying. Yeah, that there's not 
why would I have sex with her when she when there's no emotional connection? Right. Or when there's no when there's no and they might not use those words, but that's they what they're meaning. They might say something worse. <laughs> yeah. Or they feel they feel when she's o- such a witch. Yeah. Or they feel they feel overly criticized. I think that's that's a big tri- emotional trigger for men. Mm-hmm. I mean, when they feel overly criticized, they either are going to lash out or they're going to withdraw. Yeah. And they're going to pull back. And so that that is an emotional connection as well, or a lack of emotional connection that's going to push men away from a sexual experience as well. Sure, sure. Men are human too. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> we are. We okay. really, really are. So how do we help the person who, what does it mean when their partner is saying, I want to feel emotionally connected to you? What does that mean? Yeah, what does it mean to you? To me, it means that it is safe to express myself, to, mm-hmm. all those things that we talked about, mm-hmm. the hopes, fears, dreams, things at work that are just going terribly, like that I'm going to be emotionally caught, yeah. right? that yeah. there is, that you're not going to, as my partner, you're not going to let me just flounder there. Uh-huh. You're not going to trample all over me. I'm not going to come home and say, I had a horrible day at work. Uh, my boss was all over me. I'm, I can trust that when I come home and say that, that you're not going to come back at me and go, well, only if you'd work harder. Yeah. You know, or yeah. if you'd show up at work on time, if you weren't so lazy, right? And that mm-hmm. when I when our partners You're do that. It's not going to be rebuked or it's not yeah. going to be used. Your vulnerability is not going to be used against you. It's like That's it's going exactly to be right. welcomed and you're going to be supported. It's going to mm. be safe for you to talk about what's really happening. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I say, you know, the person who gets me. Like mm. there's, sometimes there's just this sense you know, with your partner or even with a friend who they really, really oh, yeah. get you. Yeah. How many times do we hear couples say, look at their partner and say, you don't know me at all, do you? Or do you even know me? Yeah. yeah you know, and like that's, I think that's, that speaks to what you're, what you're talking about. Or, or sometimes we make up in our head something about our partner. Usually the, the first thing we make up in our head when there is a lack of connection is, well, you're just selfish. Mm. And then everything that our partner does, we start to see it through that grid. It's our own grid. That's right. I, I talk about it in terms of all of a sudden your your partner in your eyes grows horns and a tail and is carrying a pitchfork around yeah. all the time. They yeah. become a villain. They become a devil. And then they can't do anything to get out of that role because of what's happening. Our right? own projection, yeah. our own belief system sets, sets them up. But I think the, the emotional connection you're saying is safety, emotional safety, and I'm mm. saying a sense of being gotten. Yes. Like really, you get me. And and I think it's it's about paying attention, mm. being present like you have said before. Yeah. I also think it's being loyal so it's not going to be used against you this this mm. this empathy for wherever you're at and and it has to be vulnerability too oh yeah absolutely you know, I, I have some friends who I love to death and they're they're the best people in the world but they're not necessarily as vulnerable like mm. they ask great questions but they don't open up mm-hmm. about their lives and yes. so it's like suddenly I feel overexposed yeah but a person who is emotionally connected to us will Trust us enough to confide in us as well. Mm. Yeah, and I think vulnerability. I just everybody go read Brene Brown. Just read, oh, yeah. read all of Brene Brown's She's stuff. So great. On you will it, because that vulnerability requires courage on our part. It um, does, and, and that, she has a um, TED Talk right yeah, on vulnerability. Talk, That's yeah, awesome. Is her TED Talk is great, but the thing that you're that you're talking about is just that we we can be our true selves with the other person. We don't have to hide. We don't have to withdraw and be two different people. We don't have to, we don't have to reform. We don't have person. to fake it. Yeah. You know, I mean, you in know, in every we, way. Right. Right. That's right. I mean, and I think the, 
the difference, you know, that first date feeling like that goes away. The first date feeling of having to convince the person sitting next to me that I'm a good person. Yeah. Right. And I think emotional connection and emotional safety means I don't have to do that anymore. Right. And who we're talking to, we already believe they believe we're a good person. Okay. So we're going to come back, help all of you with more emotional connections so that especially if your partner says, I need that first before I have sex. You'll know what they're talking about. This is Foreplay Radio Sex Therapy with sex therapist Lori Watson and couples therapist Dr. Adam Matthews. Wanting Sex Again. How to Rediscover Desire and Heal a Sexless Marriage by Certified Sex Therapist Lori Watson. Each chapter is designed to fix one of the problems that cause low libido from early marriage through the childbearing years, even all the way through menopause. I've also had men read it and tell me that for them, it was the most hopeful thing they read about resolving sexual problems. Look for Wanting Sex Again on Amazon.com. You can also talk to Lori Watson for therapy in person or via Skype. I offer couples counseling and sex therapy, and I think about both aspects of the relationship, emotional intimacy and sexual technique and that combination together helps marriages be happy weekend couples intensives are also offered improve your sex and improve your relationship with awakening center for couples and intimacy find out more at awakenloveandsex.com awaken what's possible It is one of my great joys in life to be able to really help individuals and couples find strength in their relationships and really find hope again. Licensed marriage and family therapist, Dr. Adam Matthews from Matthews Counseling. I work with a wide variety of issues, including depression and anxiety, marital issues, issues with adolescence. I believe that therapy should be designed around you, that it should be personalized to who you are and to your unique situation. Therapy is available in office, online, and by phone. I want therapy to be comfortable for everyone. At our office, you'll find that we sit around a fireplace in deep, comfortable chairs, look at the problem differently, and offer practical solutions for you to take home and utilize outside of the therapy room. Schedule today and rediscover hope. You can find me on the web at matthewscounseling.net. Matthews with one T. You can contact us through email or phone and find a lot of resources on our website, matthewscounseling.net. We're back with Foreplay Radio Sex Therapy, your sex therapist, Lori Watson, and your couples therapist, Dr. Adam Matthews. And we are talking today about how to get emotional connection Mm. because we know some people need that first before they feel open to sexual connection and other people use sexual connection to attain emotional connection. Yeah. And I think it's really hard. I hear people say, okay, so you're telling me I need to be more emotional. Right. Mm-hmm. And I don't know that that's exactly what we're saying. We're saying to up the emotional connection between you and your spouse. Right. So how do we do that, Lori? I mean, okay. How do we how do we build the emotional connection? And it's, sometimes I think it's rebuilding that emotional connection as well. Yes. Um, but yes. How do we how do we get there? What okay. Do we do? So I have five points for how to build emotional connection. The first one is you got to be present. Mm. OK. So that's what we talk about. Like put the damn phone down. <laughs> Just put it, you know, it's got to be on its cradle. Don't let it beep and whistle to you. Put it in, leave it in the car. If you're going out to dinner, seriously, 
leave it in the car. Or, you know, there's special things on the phone these days, like it's it, do not Airplane disturb yeah. unless it's the babysitter. Yeah. You know, so that's the only thing that will whistle at you. That's fine, too. But, yeah. I mean, I think it's so tempting to pick up the phone. Yeah. You know, even if your your partner runs to the bathroom during dinner, it's so tempting. Well, I'll just check this out. And your whole train of thought gets mm. derailed away from the conversation in the evening and, you know, what you're about there. Yeah. I think the, so, oh, the other thing with that to me is that we tend to do things that that disconnect us from being present with each other. Yes. Every single date cannot be a movie. Like it can't be a movie. There's it no It can't be entertainment. It can't be entertainment. It can't be every single time. Can't be going to watch something that you're not actively participating in. Families have a lot going on. Let Ollie help manage the mental load with new cognitive health supplements for everyone four and up, like delicious Lolly Focus Pops or Lolly Mellow Pops for kids. And for parents, try three new Brainy Chews to help you focus, chill out, or get energized. Find these cognitive health buddies for the whole fam at Ollie.com. That's O L L Y.com. These statements have not been evaluated by the Food and Drug Administration. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. There's nothing wrong with those things, right? But when we, when that is all of our experience with each other, like it drives disconnection because we're not able to be present with each other. We're focused on something else. We're focused yeah. on some other thing. And, and it, don't it, get me started on alcohol, right? Oh, the, yeah. the people who go out to dinner and they have three and four drinks. I mean, that's a total disconnect in my mind. Yeah. Or people who come home. I mean, I, I deal with lots of really nice couples who like somewhere in the therapy, they're revealing that they're having three and four drinks a night. Mm-hmm. Like, talk about a disconnect. Yeah. I mean, is there any real possibility for hot sex when you've had three or four drinks? I, I, I personally don't think so. It goes down for sure. It goes down for sure. I mean, yeah, your inhibition disappeared and your erection and everything else. I mean, it's just like, it's a killer. Well, and it, it, it's hard to be focused on the other person when you're inebriated. And that's, yeah. I think that's the You can't that's be the there. You can't, you can't be there be for there. them. And so you're, you're less likely to catch them emotionally. You're more likely to trample them or drop them emotionally when those things are happening. And I think it was this, actually it was a romantic book I read. I think it was called Evensong. It was this great book, but a quote from it is the character says, what's sexy after 40 is interest. Mm, And and they're talking about being present. I mean, that to me, when somebody's interested, that imbues their whole body, face, Mm self with sexiness you know that that interest that presence like all curiosity about you that's so cool okay so number two is be responsive Mm. and i think this is the answering of the bids right when your partner says something you look up you say something back you close the circle of communication yeah you don't just you don't just stonewall and ignore them that's probably one of the more dangerous ones and you also you respond in a way that is positive toward them, right? That right. It, it doesn't mean you necessarily positive. Doesn't mean you agree or that you always you're always right in whatever like alignment with them as far as doing whatever they want. But you're you're at least responding in a positive way that c- continues the um, the conversation, emo- the connection going. And, yeah. and, and I love what you said. It doesn't have to be agreement. It doesn't even have to be nailed down. I mean, mm-hmm. so many women I talk to who say. You know, I text him, when are you going to be home for dinner? He doesn't even answer me. 
Mm-hmm. It's like, how can I plan when the meal is supposed to come out if she's traditionally the one who's cooking? And uh, again, I said a very stereotypical thing. Yeah, my right. husband is actually our cook. <laughs> For the record, my husband makes all the meals because I am too friggin' busy to cook yeah. anymore. And I'm a great cook and I love to cook, but I can't do it. But I mean, it's like, when are you going to be home for whatever? Or how's your day going? I mean, you got to respond to it. And if you're in a meeting or whatever, I mean, offer something up. Like, hey, just got this text. I was in a meeting with my boss. Mm -hmm. Sorry I didn't get back to you. You know, uh, or even if you can't say, I'll be home at seven, say, I'm sorry, I have no idea. It's a response. And that's what's important is say something. I do think that this is a difficult thing for men for some reason. I have more. I tend to have more men that this is a problem for um, than women, even though I do have some women that this is a problem for. For men, a lot of times, there is a tendency to be just the facts, ma'am. Only the facts, oh, yeah. ma'am. Net and, it out. And then we Net just, it out. Yeah, we just, we one, two words, we're good. Why do we need even more? And I think emotional connection, we, we don't have to turn into chatty Cathy's <laughs> or we don't have to like just start like respond to the text with with, you know, a book yeah. or a novel. I think what women are asking for a lot of times is just a little bit more than just the facts. Yeah. Like extend, extend more detail, extend a little bit more because it's not it's not that the factual communication is happening there. That's the text. The subtext is is emotional connection. Mm-hmm. Right. The subtext mm-hmm. is trying to get these two people to connect emotionally right. and be on the same page. So when you're saying, when are you going to be home for dinner? I think it's more than just planning. Mm-hmm. I think there is some planning going on to that. But that's, that's a bid. That's a when bid. When your partner reaches out and yeah. says that, they're, they're saying, I want to be with you. Yeah, exactly yeah. right. And they're saying, I, I want us to be together. I want to eat a meal together. They and could so, also say the kids are driving me crazy and I need you home yeah, right now. Yeah. So <laughs> but if, still, I need you. Yeah, but what you're saying is like, if my wife texts me that and I'm in a meeting or I've got something going on that's going to that's gonna be difficult, even saying, oh, I'm so sorry, baby. I'm caught up. I'm trying to get away as fast as I can. Mm, something sweet. So, something that's happening as far as to can't make it, meeting, got to go, yeah. bye. Yeah, or can't wait to be home or yeah. can't wait to see you, but I'm snowed. Something that is... Um, warm. Yep. That's right? right. Warm. Yeah. I like that. Respond. And I would say to the person who is the netted out yeah. person, you know, multiply your words times five. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. learn how to speak in a paragraph instead of two yeah. words. Yeah. That, that will really help. Okay. So the third thing is be empathic. I mean, mm. right. We want somebody who is on our side. Empathy is so key. And we like, I think there's a lot of us have not learned how to be empathetic. We just haven't. Yeah. We either didn't have parents that were empathetic. We didn't have a model for empathy. And empathy, it's just, it just gets lost on us a lot of times. I, I think one of the most toxic things I hear in my room is the partner who says, I, I'm just bored. I mean, they say the same thing every day about their work situation or about their friends. I'm just bored with it. I just think, oh my gosh. First of all, I am never bored with anybody. Hmm. I mean, that is one of my strengths. I can I can find anybody interesting. Yeah. But I, I think that this idea that, you know, they've lost an empathic sense of, of their partner's hurts and vulnerabilities hmm. in the world, and now they just tune it out. They find it boring. Like, if, if that's you... I don't know if your partner is so boring. Mm. I think you may not be a very good question asker. Maybe yeah. you're, you've lost curiosity mm. and that sense of empathy and care. I had two girlfriends when I was uh, had young children, 
And we would meet up after we put the kids to bed and go for a walk and kind of let out the day to each other. And, you know, we would go for like a mile and a half. And up the big hill on the way home, you know, all the way around the block, you know, we'd be talking to each other, be murmuring and sympathy for whatever the troubles of the day were. Mm -hmm. And then up the big hill would come the question sort of, well, how do you think you played into that dynamic? Mm -hmm. But it was in the bedrock of the sense that that person was empathic with me and caring about me that then I could think about the changes I might be able to make. I think the ability to put ourselves in the other person's shoes yes. is so key. It's so huge because it says that I I can trust that you know that I'm a good person. Exactly. That I'm doing the best I can with what I have and that my situation has its difficulties just like yours do. Right. Does. I, I see so many couples trying to compare their situations mm-hmm. with each other. Well, I have more of the responsibility than oh, you do. Oh, yeah. It's competitive. Oh, it's so competitive. And then, you think or, you have it rough. Yeah. Well, you, you don't know what it's like to do this, or, that, and the other. Look at, what's on, look at what's on my plate. I mean, there's so many couples get into the same type of argument. And if they had the ability to just put themselves in each other's shoes and practice that and try to say, if I assume that you have good intention toward me, if I mm-hmm. assume that you are not trying to hurt me, then the things that are hurting me are, I'm not condoning them, but I'm saying I understand them a little bit better. I know your position is hard and I know you're doing the best you can with what you got. Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So my point four is to be loyal. And this kind of bleeds into what we've been saying, but it's like you never use your partner's vulnerabilities against them. So especially if they're telling you, well, I had this difficulty with my friend, you know, Susie Mm. or, and and suddenly you go, Oh, I know why that my partner has that difficulty because they do that same thing to me. Mm. I mean, totally refrain from saying that, especially at that moment, because it's like, you know, slamming your partner with, well, you do that to me too. You know, or maybe they have difficulty with their mother and you're like, well, I know why. Mm. I mean, that is not the time to say it. You, you have to be 100% on your partner's side. Absolutely. That doesn't mean you have to think your partner is right. No. Loyalty is about being on their side and that, you know, creates connection. I want to know that my partner is for me. I exactly. want I want to know that if we're going to go into battle together, that somebody's got my back. Yeah. And if and I mean, that's what life is. Sometimes there's difficulty. There's stuff that we come up against. And that's one of the beauties of couplehood. It's one of the beauties of marriage like that, mm-hmm. that we get to go into it, not alone. And if it starts to feel that way, if it starts to feel like my partner is not for me, then we're in trouble. Yeah. And I think I think we can only hear course corrections from somebody who we believe is loyal to us and who mm-hmm. gets us. Oh, that's right. You know? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's that's the best place. Okay. And the last thing I think is you need to be vulnerable yourself. You know, mm. you need to share equally about your concerns, your anxieties. You know, a lot of people say, I don't want to talk about the bad things about my day. I've already lived my day. It's like, well, you know what? You got to come home with something to share. You got to come home with something that's interesting, with something that reveals something about the inner self, not just, well, I turned in my report. It's like, Mm. so what? You know, talk about a reaction. Talk about how you feel. I'm glad I got it done. I feel relieved. Talk about something emotional. Talk about, you know, your conversation with your brother. Talk about something that reveals some vulnerability. Yeah. And I think this is so hard because when we are not naturally bent that way, Um, It tends to be a very new thing for us. Mm -hmm. So a lot of times, I think especially 
guys sometimes go, well, I don't, I don't know what to say. It's not that I don't want to be vulnerable. I don't, I don't know what to say. And Lori just rolled her eye, rolled her <laughs> eyes at me. I just want everybody to know that. And she rolled her eyes at me, but I think it's true. Like I think it, I think it is hard. I think it, it, it's, it pushes and it stretches um, men sometimes in particular. And I think it's not that. Well, we, we socialize men to be strong, yes, right? That we is admire it. strength. We ad- and that sometimes means. You know, wearing the suit of armor and not having a chink in it, not having any vulnerabilities so that they can be depended on. Yeah. And so I, I do understand that. But I think that what is really attractive is, you know what, could you ask your wife for advice every once in a while? I mean, could you let her in? You know, could you could you let her into your world in a way that she feels important and valuable, that she adds something to your yeah. world? I mean, I do have one friend who is an advice friend. I mean... Call them for advice. They're awesome, totally awesome, and they comfort me. But they're never really reciprocally vulnerable. Yeah, and it I, doesn't make I, you want to yeah, go there. Yeah, it doesn't make me want to go there. And I think it, I think it's important. I think if you don't know how to do that, I think that means that you've got to increase your emotional intelligence. You do. You may need, you need more, therapy. You need therapy. Yeah. You may need more words. I think we're, like knowing the right words for we can't all. You yeah, can't it's always like those just charts. Say, you know, happy all those faces. Yeah. F- happy fast. Oh no, yeah. I'm, happy angry, not fast. Happy angry. <laughs> <laughs> happy angry, sad. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Thank I think you, you got to know more. You can't just always say I'm frustrated or I'm angry. Yeah. Like you've got to, and I think you, had, you need the vocabulary. Yeah. Okay, yeah. good. Okay, well, you're listening to Foreplay Radio Sex Therapy. We hope that that helps you. We're talking about how to get emotional connection, and that's by being present, being responsive, being empathic, be loyal, and be vulnerable yourself. Thanks for listening. Hey, help us stay on top here at Foreplay. We'd love it if you would subscribe and share it with your friends. And please take one sec and rate and review us. Thanks so much. 